Welcome to Getting Social with the Curious Cowgirl. I'm Mary, and as an antique dealer, I have found social media marketing to be an invaluable partner in reaching my customers. In this podcast, I'll share my insights, easy and actionable tips, and simple recommendations for my fellow antique dealers who want to grow their business. Let's get started. Well, hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Getting Social with the Curious Cowgirl. I'm delighted that you're here with me today. So the episode today is dedicated to all you antique mall owners or managers out there. I, Y'all, I don't think that there's anything that I enjoy more than cruising through antique malls and looking for treasures. I have uh, two booths at two different antique malls in the Dallas area and really enjoy the environment of not only shopping in antique malls, but also selling in antique malls. So a little bit of history, if you're new to my podcast, back in 2022, I began formally working with antique dealers, teaching them how to utilize social media to market their antique business. And a huge number of my students are mall managers and dealers at antique malls. I've been able to teach in person at several malls in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, which is where I'm located. And I've also taught many workshops via Zoom to antique dealers all over the country. And I always am interested in the questions that the antique mall managers will ask when they attend one of my classes. You know, I definitely appreciate that running a mall And thinking about social media related to your mall is a very different perspective than the perspective that the dealers have. And I've been asked a lot of really interesting questions, similar questions and interesting questions that have really given me kind of cause to pause and think and, and, you know, kind of follow up maybe after the class, you know, kind of explain to me why you're asking that question. And after a year of teaching within the context of antique malls, I think that there are some tips and suggestions that I can make to those of you all who are mall managers that I think might make your um, journey and your job a little bit easier when it comes to marketing on social media. So I have six recommendations that I'm going to go through with you today. The first one is probably the most fundamental and the most obvious, but it bears saying out loud, and that is your mall absolutely needs to have social media presence. Now, one of the things I find with antique malls is that a lot of malls around the country have a Facebook page. And that makes sense because Facebook came along before Instagram. There are some malls that have additionally an Instagram account. And it's kind of funny, as I work with you know, malls around the country, I hear this all the time. 
oh, well, our Facebook page was set up, you know, by the previous owner or the previous manager, and I don't know the password and I can't get in there. I've heard the same thing about Instagram accounts and all that. So what I will say to you is this. If you do not have a presence on social media, first of all, you either need to have a Facebook page or an Instagram account. Those things in the year 2023 can be linked together. So every time you post on Instagram, your post can go to your Facebook page. It takes a little while to get those things linked together. But but um, if I were to be, you know, kind of, you know, forced to say which of those two platforms do I think are more worthy of your time, my personal opinion is Instagram is better than Facebook for this reason. I think that... Um, you know, my experience selling and shopping in antique malls is that the clientele, by and large, seems to be a little bit older. Now, let me be really clear with y'all. I am 55 years old, so I'm not a spring chicken. I'm not throwing rocks at anybody when I say that, but I think that's just a true statement. I don't see a lot of 20-somethings, 30-somethings at antique malls. Um, I think they perceive antique malls as kind of being dusty places where, you know, people are selling, you know, Mima stuff, which, you know, <laughs> in some cases may be true, but, you know, I think um, is not always the case. And so Instagram of the two platforms, I think, has a younger audience than Facebook. And I think one of the challenges of the antique industry is attracting these younger shoppers, younger buyers. And I will say that there are tons of younger buyers and shoppers that are really into antiques and vintage. Don't let people tell you, you know, that that is, you know, the younger people are not buying old stuff. That is absolutely positively not true. But you have to be where they are. You have to meet them where they are. And way more of them are on Instagram than on Facebook. So if you had to prioritize, I would say prioritize Instagram over Facebook. If you don't have anything, then create an Instagram account, okay? And just go from there and don't worry about it. If you have an existing account that nobody's used for a long time, well, then it, I mean, consider it to be kind of dead, you know, start a new one and start from scratch. And that's okay. Better to start from scratch and do a good job than to say, well, I can't get into our account. Well, okay, then start a new one. You know, just kind of let that be, you know, kind of water under the bridge and, and bridge and just start from scratch. So very fundamental. Got to have a social media presence. My recommendation is Instagram. Okay, the second recommendation I have for you mall managers is if you're going to be the one either initially or, you know, kind of period the end, managing your mall's social media account, then you need to learn how to do it. You need to learn how to do it correctly, and you need to post with regularity. Um, I have recorded lots and lots of episodes um, uh, related to how to plan what you're going to post on social media, how to not get overwhelmed, how to kind of you know, create a calendar so that every day that you walk in the mall, you know exactly what you're posting and you don't have to figure it out. So I will link to some of those prior episodes in the show note. Um, so you can flip down there and go back and listen to those. But you're going to have to, you know, treat posting on social media 
with the same level of seriousness that you do anything else in the mall. You know, whatever your other tasks are as a mall manager, you have to make social media as much of a priority as anything else. So, you know, that's kind of fundamental. Now, um, I realize 100% that you wear a lot of hats and do a lot of things at the mall. So I don't mean to suggest that you've got tons of downtime, but you know, I also always say this, we always make time for what's important. And, you know, however many hours your mall is open every day, I doubt that there are 400 people in line every day that you're open, you're going to have some downtime, some dead time. And if you can discipline yourself to do a little social media posting when things get a little bit slow, then I think you're going to be helping um, the business tremendously by making that effort. So you need to learn how and you need to do it regularly. One of the things that, you know, I, that I really focus on as the person who does the social media for one of the malls where I'm a dealer is really being cognizant of being fair to all the dealers. And let's be honest, you know, not every dealer has the same quality booth. You know, some people, their booth is great looking. They're constantly in their booth, making it look nice, moving stuff around, bringing in fresh, you know, inventory. And then there are some booths where, uh, you know, the same stuff has been there for a really long time. And so one of your challenges is to be as fair as you possibly can be to every dealer in the mall. One of the ways that you can accomplish that is by by taking pictures, images, video of objects rather than the booth, you know, standing in the aisle and taking a picture of the booth as a whole. If you have a dealer who has kind of a messy booth, well, you can probably always find one or two objects that are worthy of taking a picture or a video of. And in that way, you're making sure that everybody gets, you know, kind of their fair share of the limelight. So I think that's something that um, is worthy of, of establishing as a goal for yourself, as to being fair to everybody. Another thing that you might want to consider is as you create posts, you may want to include the dealer number. If you're showing, I'm just making this up, uh, I don't know, an oyster plate, Well, when you write your caption, you may want to tell people who the dealer is. I know that, again, as the person, the social media manager from one of the booths where I'm a dealer, I get lots and lots of questions in the comments or people will DM, direct message and say, what dealer number is this? So you'll save yourself a lot of follow-up if you just go ahead and make a habit of including the dealer number in any caption. Um, If you can, you know, if you're doing a post and you're showing pictures of several different dealers, then that might be hard to do. But if it's a post where it's just one object in one booth, or maybe you take a picture of a dealer's booth because their booth just looks that awesome, well, tell people what dealer number it is. So when they come to the mall and they, you know, pull out their Instagram and say, hey, where's dealer number, you know, one, two, three, the people at the front desk can easily direct them there. So um, that might be something you want to get in the habit of doing. Another thing you might want to consider is including prices. So um, again, I'm a dealer at two different malls in the Dallas area. One of the malls where I'm a dealer, I do not do their social media. Their mall manager or the folks behind the front desk do it. And they always include prices when they post something. 
Um, and the other mall where I do the social media, we have not been posting prices, but we're going to give that a whirl in the new year and see how that goes. And I've had long discussions with um, both managers at both malls about kind of the pros and cons of listing prices. And I think we all sort of agree that there's really no downside to listing prices. You know, it, the worst thing that happens is the dealer puts something on sale. And so when somebody shows up to the mall to look at the, you know, the oyster plate that you said was $130 and they're having a 20% off sale, well, everybody loves a sale, right? So I'm not sure that there's necessarily a downside to doing that. You don't have to do that, but that's just something to think about. Um, the most frequent questions that I see are questions like, what is the dealer number? How much is that? Um, a lot of times I'll see questions about how, can you give me the measurements of that table? You know, that comes up, whatever. So I guess the point being, the more information you can include in the captions of the posts, then you're, you know, you're kind of giving people every, you know, all the incentive if, if um, all those details kind of check all the boxes to come in and purchase that item that you're showing. So things to consider. All right. Um, another thing as a mall manager that you might want to consider doing, this is kind of my third, third um, recommendation or tip is however you communicate with your dealers in your mall, it might be worth finding out which other dealers are showcasing their booths on Instagram. And the reason you want to do that is um, if they have an account that's not private, which hopefully they don't, I always say that if you're a business, your account should not be private, it should be public. But if they are posting on a public account, then you can go to their account and share their posts to your mall's uh, account. Even if they don't tag you, you can still do that if their account is set to public. And so that might be you know, good to know to kind of keep a running list of which dealers have a public account, Instagram account, and are um, regularly taking pictures or video of what they're selling. It just basically that kind of doubles the amount of content that you have available. The content that you're creating is sort of one bucket. And then the content that your dealers are creating is a whole nother bucket. So whether you, you know, have a form that you ask them to fill out or, you know, however you all do your communication within your mall, that might be a good thing to know and kind of keep that list. Okay, so he related to that, here's some questions that I get asked very frequently related to sharing dealers' content. So, you know, there's different levels of quality in terms of what people do on social media. You know, some people are really, really good at it, and their images are great, and their video's great. And, you know, some people are not as good at it, whether it's lack of training, lack of understanding, or just lack of effort put into it. And so as a mall manager, you are absolutely entitled to make a judgment call about whether or not you want to share another dealer's content. Now, um, you know, you may decide that you're going to share everybody's and not worry about it because kind of exposure is exposure and limelight is limelight. And, and you know, it's clear that it's somebody else's content. Um not originated by the mall, but you may decide that you're going to show everybody's content no matter what. Or you may decide that there's some dealers 
that maybe their content is not great and that's you don't want to be showing it on um, the mall social media. So you don't have to do that. It's, you know, it's your decision. If you're um, not real um, comfortable sharing content that you don't think is great, I've got a recommendation for you coming up later on in the episode. So hang with me. But that is something you need to think about. The other thing that you can really do to help um, kind of raise the visibility of, you know, everybody within the mall is, again, if you have dealers who are regularly posting on social media, and I'm, I'm going to keep saying Instagram because I really think that's where you need to be more than Facebook, try to take the time to comment, like and comment their posts. You know, when you are um, in Instagram, as the manager of your mall's account, not your personal Instagram account, but, you know, as the mall, if you will take the time to like and comment on their posts, here's what that does. Anytime you like and comment on any post on Instagram, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be your, you know, your granddaughter's post or the dealer in your mall. The algorithm of Instagram knows that there's been a like and a comment and a like And a comment tells the Instagram algorithm that that content was interesting or engaging enough to cause someone to like it and comment on it. And the algorithm then says, oh, well, if somebody's liking and commenting on that post, then I probably ought to make sure more people see that post. So the more likes and comments a post has, the more Instagram will allow that post to be seen across the platform. So as the mall manager, when you like and comment on your dealer's posts, then you are helping signal to the algorithm that those posts are being worthy of being seen. And hopefully that means that you are helping increase the probability that those dealer's posts are attracting folks into your mall who may want to buy what they've seen on Instagram. Which, you know, I want to rabbit trail for a second here about that. And I know we all know this, but I think it's worth saying out loud. I think the way that people shop in malls is very similar, you know, regardless of the antique mall. I may go to an antique mall because I saw an oyster plate on somebody's account and I want to go to the antique mall to find that oyster plate. But nine times out of 10, the person who walks in the front door of an antique mall is going to walk up and down every single aisle. You know, I mean, I think it's rare that somebody would walk into the front desk and say, show me dealer one, two, three. I'm here to buy that oyster plate and I'm literally not going to stop and look at anything else. I mean, maybe somebody would do that, but I think the more common behavior of a shopper in an antique mall is they're going to walk up and down every aisle, right? So my point in taking the time to like and comment on your dealer's posts is that if you're helping raise their visibility on the platform, then you are helping increase the probability that they are attracting shoppers into your mall. And then kind of all bets are off. They may or may not ever find that oyster plate, but they may buy something else. You know what I mean? So it's, it's worth it for you to spend a couple minutes doing that. Now, let me talk about commenting. This is best practices. You know, unfortunately, y'all, there's not any kind of guide about Instagram, but this these are um, recommendations that are sort of um, circulated by people who really pay attention to best practices on Instagram. 
So related to comments, it is recommended that when you comment, your comment be three or more words. Um, I'm not saying that just typing awesome is a bad thing, but the algorithm receives three or more words as coming from an actual person versus like a bot that's out there just commenting and it's not even really a real person. So if you can discipline yourself when you're commenting to say, that is awesome, or oh, how awesome, or um, awesome oyster plate, then the algorithm knows that you're a real person. And again, they give kind of more lift to those accounts that are receiving comments from real people versus bots that are out there just dropping kind of one word comments. Now, I know, again, that as an antique mall manager, you're like, uh, okay, I don't necessarily have time to do that. Well, I'm going to push back on that. And here's what I'm going to say to you. All of us are guilty of spending mindless time scrolling on Instagram. I do it. I bet you do it. Everybody does it. I mean, it's designed to kind of suck us in and have us just kind of mindlessly, you know, scrolling and looking at stuff. And so... What I always recommend that anybody do is set a timer on your phone for five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever and do it once a day and and say, okay, for this five minutes, I'm going to like and comment on my dealer's posts. And that is all I'm going to do. I'm going to go straight to their account, like and comment. I'm going to go to the next dealer's account, like and comment. Set a timer on your phone so that you you don't have to feel like you've been sucked into this you know, vortex you're never going to get out of. But I bet you've got five minutes in your workday that you can do that. So, you know, all you're doing is kind of um, helping um, kind of the idea that rising tides lift all boats by taking the time to like and comment on their posts. All right. Recommendation number four. If you absolutely positively do not have time to run your mall's Instagram account, which I 100% respect, then find somebody to do it for you. Um, you know, that is how I ended up doing the Instagram account for one of the malls where I'm a dealer. Um, the mall manager noticed my business's Instagram account. She approached me and, you know, we struck up a deal. And so I now do, and, and she knows how to do it. She just doesn't have time to do it. And so I do it for the mall. Um, you know, you may have a dealer in your mall that you've noticed, golly, their Instagram's pretty good. Well, maybe talk to them, work something out. You know, they're there dealing with their booth. So it kind of makes sense that they might take on the Instagram account for the mall. You know, um, there's a lot of young people out there who would love to make an extra buck. And so, you know, maybe put the word out there to find, you know, I don't know that I would necessarily hire a teenager, not because they don't know what they're doing, but I think you want somebody maybe with a little more, um, I don't know, you know, you can count on them. Maybe their lives are maybe not quite so busy that you can count on them to, you know, come to the mall once a week and take pictures and do a week's worth of posting, but find a young person to do it for you. It won't have to cost a lot of money. And I can almost guarantee you that a couple of sales as a result of paying somebody to do your Instagram will pay for itself, you know, 10 times over. So if you don't have time to do it, find somebody who can. My fifth recommendation to you all is you have to 
um, in you know, in order to receive love, you have to give love. Okay, and that kind of goes back to what I was saying about your dealers. If you will take the time to like and comment on their posts, let them know you're doing that, and ask them to reciprocate on the mall's posts. You know, if ten of your dealers like and comment on every post the mall puts up, that's huge. Talk about signaling to the algorithm that more people ought to see your post. You know, that that would really be helpful to your to your mall. So, you know, if you want to, um, if you're giving love to your dealers, then tell them that you want to be the recipient, you know, and you want them to return the favor, like and comment. Another thing that might be wise for you to consider doing is to like and comment on posts made by businesses within your community. You know, maybe your mall is next to a restaurant, you know, like and comment on their posts and, you know, maybe stop in and say, hey, just want to let y'all know I'm really going to make an effort to do that. It would be great if you'd, you know, return the favor. Um, Maybe you have like a, I don't know, like a downtown business association or something and their job is to promote businesses in the downtown area, you know, Give them a call or email them or whatever and let them know, hey, I'm really working on building my Instagram account. I'd really appreciate it if you would like and comment on our posts and I will do the same on yours. You know, kind of you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Um, I also noticed that antique malls within the same city, I, I don't think it's a bad idea to like and comment on their posts because, I mean, let's be honest, people who are antiquing, well, they're going to hit two or three antique malls in a city, you know? I mean, I know that when I'm out on a sourcing trip, I do a lot of, you know, as a dealer, I do a lot of research on the cities that I'm visiting, and I make a list of every antique mall kind of in the area, and I do my dead level best to get to all of them, you know? And so, um, you know, so you're helping each other out if you like and comment on each other's posts, you're helping the algorithm lift all of you all. And I, I think that's not a bad thing for the antiquing community within one particular city. So um, just a couple of recommendations. Again, I don't want you to feel overwhelmed about that. Set a five-minute timer for five minutes. I'm going to go on and like and comment on businesses that are, you know, in my area. Um, I think that's a, that's a good practice. The last recommendation I have for you all is that you really encourage your dealers to learn how to use social media to market their booth. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, part of my business is teaching antique dealers how to utilize social media, the fundamentals of utilizing social media. So whether you need to learn the fundamentals or you would like for your dealers to learn the fundamentals, I'd love it if you would reach out to me. My email is Mary the Curious Cowgirl at gmail.com. And you know, I um, within the Dallas Fort Worth area, I can certainly teach in person, but I have conducted many, many, many Zoom-based workshops for antique dealers, you know, within the same mall. And I'm happy to visit with you about organizing a workshop for your dealers. I think that would be a great <laughs> New Year's resolution for your mall to, you know, give your dealers the opportunity to learn. You know, all you know, the, all that does is increase the foot traffic into the mall, thereby increasing sales for everybody. So I think it's worth worth the effort to um, to try and organize a class like that for your dealers. 
All right, mall managers, I appreciate what you all do. Mall managers can really make or break how successful a mall is. I'm real grateful to the mall managers at the two booths where I have. Uh, two malls where I have a booth, they're fabulous. They work really hard. I know you wear a lot of hats and I appreciate you. I encourage you to try to make social media marketing one of your priorities for this new year. And if I can be of any help, please don't hesitate to reach out. All right. I hope y'all have a great day and I will look forward to talking to you again soon.